Sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Man, got a radio show. Steve Harvey got a radio show because God in the blessing business. Yeah, that's all. I'm just a recipient. Steve Harvey got a radio show because God is in the show you favor business. He showed me some favor. Steve Harvey got a radio show because God is in the forgiving business. God done forgave me thousands and thousands of times. You know, and I say that as a big number like that because it's probably true. God is a forgiving God. That's how I exist today. And that's how you exist today. And one of the things I want to remind you about even in existing today, you know, Joel Osteen had a, has a book out called It's Your Time. I, I love this book. It's called It's Your Time. And that's kind of what I want to touch on today. And I want to remind you all that it's still your time. See, you know, there's, look, you know, they've got unsuccessful people have created a lot of sayings to justify our failures as people. Well, my ship has passed. That, that, that was created by a person who did not quite make their goal in the amount of time that they had set for. So to justify it, here comes this great, seemingly very clever saying, and a lot of us adapt, well, my ship has passed. So we adopt that. Here's another one. Well, I guess it just wasn't meant to be. That sounds good, don't it? 
because they mix it up with a little bit of faith base in it. I guessed it wasn't. Well, here's another one. I guess if God wanted it for me, I'd have it. Are you serious, man? Are you serious? You're actually going to use that one to, 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 to justify where you are in life, man? That's, that's, so, that's so not the case. I want to remind everybody today that it's still your time. That, you know, y- your ship hasn't sailed. You didn't miss all of your opportunities. There's others. It's still your time. You know, you still got a chance. You still have a shot. Here's a good one. You still have hope. You do. All of you. As long as God is who he is, there's always hope for you. You can never lose sight of that. You can never let the devil win that battle that there is no hope for you and cause you to do something that's unthinkable. I'm just going to cash in the chips. I'm going to take my life. I'm going to commit suicide. No, no, no. Wait a second. Wait a second. Are you for real? That's not God talking to you. That's something wrong, and it's not coming from him. It's still your time. You still got a chance. There's always hope. But listen to me. You got to move, and you got to move on it. So many people are not getting the full benefit of their life, and so many people are not getting all the blessings that God has for them because you keep waiting on the perfect time. Man, how many times have I heard people come to me and say, hey, man, I'm just waiting on everything to line up right, man. I'm waiting on the perfect time. to." Man, hey, can I tell you something? If I were waiting on the perfect time, I wouldn't be hardly any of the things that I've become. And one of my greatest blessings was, was marrying Marjorie. I wouldn't even have married Marjorie if I was waiting on the perfect time because I had gone through what I thought was enough misery to cover my entire lifetime. And so when I was first divorced, I, I, I just said, man, it's going to be five, six years before I do this again. I said it. Two years later, I was married. But guess what, man? It wasn't the perfect time. I didn't have my ducks, all my ducks lined up in a row. It was still some things I needed to clean up. I even told her, it's some things I want to clean up out of my life before. You know, it's some, it's, I, 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 want, I, want, I want to make sure I got all the stars aligned up. You know, I want, to, I want to wait until all the ducks are in a row. I was waiting on the perfect time. If I had not stopped, and Marjorie and I had sat out and said to each other, there'll be no perfect time. And then she said, I'll go through with you whatever you're going through. And that was it. I took a chance. The ducks were not lined up in a row. I had a lot of baggage in my life, man. I wanted to try to clear up. I wanted to do some things financially different. I wanted to just get rid of some residue I had in my life. She said, no, 
we'll do it together because there ain't no perfect time. And guess what? It wasn't. So if you're out there waiting on the perfect time to do something, it may not come. There is no such thing as waiting on the perfect time. I've said this a hundred times and here comes 101. The road to success is always under construction. You ain't finna go out there and there ain't no barrels on the road. You're not going out there and not running to detour signs. You're not going out there without seeing the men working sign to, to get off. You're not going out there to see it. So guess what? Stop waiting on the, the stars. I got Man, this is the perfect time to do it now. If you're waiting on the perfect time, that could be one of your biggest problems. You're still waiting. You have got to move, and you've got to move on it, and you've got to make a decision to go now. God will get you through everything necessary for you to get through. But you can't quit, though. See, here's a, here's a part. You can't quit. Just because the road you're on is under construction, you can't get off at the exit because you're tired of all the bumper-to-bumper traffic. It's that way. Get you some God. Like I said, get you some God and go on and go see what your life can be like. So stop waiting on the perfect time. Stop waiting on the stars to align themselves. You got to move and you got to move on it. Get you some God, apply some faith and get started. And remember, when you get out there coming towards your goal, the road to construct, the road to success is always under construction. If it was easy, everybody would be it. Stop expecting it to be easy. Come on out here. Get up in this thing. It's funky out here. Yeah, I got all that. It's hard out here. Yeah, I got all that. But what you want to do, man? Huh? What you want to do? You want to push your chips up to the window? It ain't time for that. You still got time. You still got a chance. There's always hope. There's always God. That's my conversation today. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, the Steve Harvey Morning Show is here. We are still here. Yeah. Holding pattern. Sitting here. Waiting to take off. Show off. And be out. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Harvey Morning Show has done his due diligence. Shirley, Carla, Junior, Jay, and Tommy have performed their civic duties. We have implored you to vote and you have done just that. We are proud of the voter turnout in our community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are proud of the voter mm-hmm. turnout from our listeners. Yeah. If you did not think that Black Lives Mattered before, <laughs> I bet you know now, cause we're on the launch pad, Detroit yes, <laughs> shocked them. Detroit 92-3, the damn mix, got up in there and has impacted the presidential election. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, sitting on the launching pad, I also want to thank Dallas and Houston for nearly flipping Texas to a blue state. Uh Y'all almost did it. We was close, y'all. That has never happened since the election way back in 80-something. Okay, now here. Now here we go. We're sitting on the launch pad. I want to send out some love this morning to damn Philly. Yeah. Sound like Philly to me. Yeah. WD that damn S for clowning up there. 
for tightening the screws on them. They so nervous now because all them votes they counting is coming up out of Philly. Y'all getting the flex on they ass. Thank you for that. And last but certainly not least, where I reside, where I I vote, I want to thank (laughs) almighty Atlanta, Georgia, because we got some screws stuck up in they booty so tight right now. Yes, these is booty screws. These these screws right here, it's got them. They don't know what to do. We go could lose Georgia. Yes, your way is good. That's because. Who you thought didn't matter, then uh-huh. showed you we really uh-huh. do matter. Yeah. Now we what do. you gonna say? Yeah. That's oh, Black man. Lives Matter now. If if it wasn't for Atlanta and Philly, this thing be over. Detroit, it be over. Nah, man, we strong. Yes, yeah, we yeah. are. Yeah, we are. Call a junior, Tommy. Good morning. Yeah. I'm sorry. Man. Hello. I'm sorry, baby. Booty I'm screws, sorry. baby. Booty screws. <laughs> Booty screws. <laughs> Come on. The phrase of the day. (laughs) Booty screw. (laughs) It's just funny. It's just funny. It's just funny. (laughs) We love you guys, though. We really, really do. We appreciate you so much. We do. Well, we got Ask the CLO coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. If you can't win, sue. That appears to be the strategy <laughs> of Donald Trump. Sue them all. Can't win, just sue. Sue everybody. That's his sue re-election everybody. campaign's uh, strategy, which filed lawsuits yesterday in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Georgia. And he's calling for a recount in Wisconsin. Joe Biden was the projected winner by several news agencies to take Michigan and Wisconsin and did, increasing his lead over Trump in electoral votes. Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Georgia are still in play, and we're watching it. We're mm-hmm. watching it. Mm-hmm. Let's get the count. Let's yes. Get Let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't stop the count. Continue with the count, okay? This is the longest election days. ever. Ever. <laughs> All right, we're going to switch gears here, Steve, and because uh, it's time for the uh, to ask the CLO. You can go to Steve Harvey FM to commit uh, submit your question for the chief love officer. He is here. That is steveharveyfm.com. You ready, CLO? Yeah. Let's Let's go. Where are yeah. you? <laughs> All right, this chair. Yeah, this one's from Gina in Delaware. My boyfriend works at a warehouse, and he makes great money, but he is always overlooked for promotions. We've been talking about getting married, but we need to get our finances straight first. My boyfriend is soft-spoken, and there's no wonder he doesn't get promoted. His boss is an old family friend, so I ran into him one day and suggested that he promote my man. He pulled me to him and told me how I could make sure my man got a promotion. Needless to say, my boyfriend's boss and I have been having a lot of great sex since then. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And my boyfriend uh, got his big promotion. (laughs) I wanted to stop now, Mm. but he doesn't. Please help. What? I can't help you. (laughs) I can't help you. (laughs) Come on, girl. You went for the whole bait game. He pulled you in. You you you, you wanted more than a promotion for your man, obviously. 
Nah, you want to stop. How you think you're going to cut a deal like that? See, you can't cut deal with, with dudes like that. You know the rules, pretty Tony. Yeah, I can't help you. Ain't nothing I can do to help you. She got promoted, too. You know, what you want us to tell you. Yeah, yeah. Thank Going you. back in there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just because he's soft-spoken doesn't mean he couldn't have gotten the promotion on his own. Yeah. He, my, he, 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 not, he, he ain't just soft-spoken. Nah. <laughs> what? Yeah, he ain't doing a couple of things oh. hard enough. Yeah. Okay, we get Mr. it, Soft-spoken, soft-walking. <laughs> he could get fired if she cut it off. Yeah. Now, yeah, this is you playing a dangerous game now, yeah, girl. Right. All right. Keep the job. <laughs> Carmel in Hartford, Connecticut says, I'm a 46-year-old woman, and I moved to a new city for a man that I was dating. And after two years of dating, our relationship didn't work out. His friends became my friends, so after we broke up, I still had a good social circle to help me work through the breakup. He has a problem with me hanging out with his friends, male <laughs> and female. He called me to explain to me that once we broke up, all his friends remained his friends, and I can't have access to them anymore. I told him he can't decide who my friends are, and he's being childish. I have noticed that our friends started pulling away from me. Am I violating a friendship rule? No. No. Petty. You ain't violating Petty, nothing. Mm-mm. Who this dude think he is? You can't, you can't control this. I don't want you, and I don't want nobody else to want you. You ain't my woman, you can't be their friend. Now, the ones that's pulling away are the guys. Right. Now, unless some of the women are attached to the other guys, that shouldn't really be a problem. But I don't see a problem with it. But that dude right there, see, it's just, that's control. That ain't nothing. That's all it is, is control. Yeah, ain't like Trump. He got sewer. Yeah, are you you seeing Trump? (laughs) <laughs> <He's asking. laughs> all right so uh what if yeah, he you wants can... to bring his new woman around though? and that's what i was thinking mm-hmm. well see that's what it is yeah he gonna want to bring his new woman mm-hmm. around but your old woman over there <laughs> he's so uncomfortable no oh, yeah you don't want to walk in there with the new girl okay hey yeah. baby so who is everybody with this hell yeah. uh, <laughs> this, this jamie this crystal Mm-hmm. Uh, this Renee and uh, <laughs> and that's uh, uh your Renee Leon. <laughs> who? Well, who is the girl over there with the tight dress on? Uh-huh. Where? <laughs> see her. Come on, wait. Oh, see her. He doesn't even know she's in the room now. <laughs> I think she should branch out and make some of her own friends. Yeah, though I really girl, do. Stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Robbie in DC, CLO says I'm 58 and I'm dating a woman that has two grown daughters that live with her. I spend a lot of time at her house, and she cooks great meals, and we usually sit on the patio after dinner and have a glass of wine. If she cooks, her daughters eat with us. They will also help themselves to a glass of wine and join us on the patio. They're always around us, and when I've commented on it uh, in the past, my girlfriend says that they're all very close. My girlfriend rarely comes to my house because she says she likes for us all to be together. Should I politely tell the daughters to back off a bit? No, dog, you can't do that. Dog, so hold up, man. Brush, y'all know the rules, pretty Tony. (laughs) You know that when you take a woman that you got to take the whole package. Mm -hmm. Now, I got that her daughters is grown, but they close. Mm -hmm. 
She don't come over your house because maybe you can't cook and you ain't got no patio for no wine at, at your house. <laughs> Ever thought of that? Secondly, you can't go over there and ask them kids to back up from their mama. Not the kids. Yeah. Well, they're grown, but yeah. In the words dog? of Thomas Miles, right. my mama dog? <laughs> yeah. That don't that. even make no sense. So, bruh, come on, man. You're 58. Yeah. He could oh. say to his girl, you know, that he wants some alone time. Or... That he can go to her and go, yeah. look, baby, right. can we get a couple of days where it's just me and you? Mm-hmm. Please. Please. Yeah. I, I love your kids. Don't say nothing negative about them, and I nothing. love having them around. Mm-hmm. But just a couple of days, can it just be me and you? Mm-hmm. You better play Tony, Tony, Tony. You know. Mm. <laughs> I love my favorite mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> we can make it if we try. Bill just Withers the two do. of us. You and I. Uh huh. Just the two of us. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you, CLO. <laughs> Prank phone Just call the with the Neff right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll talk more about how the Trump supporters are showing up at polling places chanting, Stop the count. What are they doing? If you we'll stop, listen it. to me. If we okay. stop the count right now uh-huh. in Arizona, if we stop the count right now in Nevada, he the we Biden is the president. Okay. Yes. We can Damn. stop it. What what well, make up your that. ignorant yeah. ass mind? <laughs> See, this is what I say about people that ain't never been oppressed before. They uh-huh. don't know when to protest or what to protest for. That's because <laughs> your ass ain't never been oppressed. Yeah. Now when something don't go your funky little way, now you won't go. Let's stop this count. Yeah. Go stop it. <laughs> Let's stop it right now. Right. We're, we're you lose. Y'all yes. don't know when to protest because you don't know nothing about oppression. Hello. Listen to people who have been oppressed. It yes. ain't time yet. You too early. Listen to Steve. We'll talk about it at the top of the hour. Right now, Nephew's in the building with today's Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Neff? Let's rob a bank. Limo bank job. What? Limo bank job. Let's do it. I feel like robbing a bank this morning. Let's go. Good afternoon. How can I help you? I'm trying to get Cecil. Get it, Cecil. Hey, Cecil, my, one of my boys gave me your number, man. I'm trying to get a uh, a car service for tonight. Okay, listen, this is my personal number. Do, do you have the, the, the main number? Man, I keep calling the main line, but ain't nobody answering. I done called that about six, seven times. They keep rolling over to like a, to a voicemail or something. Okay, 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 brother, what's your name? My name's Tony. Okay, listen, Tony, I got a customer in the back. Let me get them handled. Can you, you got a few moments? I'm going to hit yeah, the drop off. Let me get the dough for them and all you that. Want me I call you back? Watch Hold the phone, all right? Okay, cool. All right, thank you. Have a good evening. All right, Tony? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, now, uh, you saying you called the main line and you just keep going to voicemail or something like I that? I keep calling the main line, but, you know, I, I know I'm calling at the last minute, dog. I'm trying to get a um, get a car for tonight, man. Okay, what you need? What, what, listen, we, we got a, we got the SUV, we got a, a sedan or two, we got a couple of limos, white or black, what you need? If I could get a, I guess, a, a, like a black limousine would be cool. Okay, we got that, we got that. What time? Where I'm picking you up? What time? What it costs, you know, for an hour? Because all I need is an hour. Where's the sixty-five dollars an hour? But we only do three-hour minimum. The first three hours. Sixty-five. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. See, hey, well, see, see, so all I need is an hour, man. Really, like forty-five minutes. So 
Do you think they'll work with me? Well, you can't get them, so you're dealing with me. I, uh, let me see. Let me. I tell you what, I, I'll do you for a hundred fifty dollars, and I'll take care of you. But now I'm, I want you to know, I'm gonna let them know everything. So I got to have either credit card or receipt or something on the cash to let them know, because I'm not no crooked brother. I'm gonna let them know everything that I'm doing. Will that work for you? One fifty. I, I can give you one fifty when you pick me up. That's no problem then. Where am I picking you up, and at what time? All right, I'm at ninety eight Village Drive. 98 Village Drive. Okay, 98 And where am I taking you, sir? I'm going downtown on Capitol Street. Downtown to Capitol Street. All right. And what time am I picking you up? You could get me like at 11.45 at night. That'd be good. 11.45. Okay. So that's 45 minutes. You have two and a hour you're going to need. 11.45. That makes it 12.45. 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. Okay, good deal. Um, let me see. And uh, downtown capital, what? You didn't give me an address. I don't really know the address. I'm going to um to bank, bank downtown. All right. Right. Um, can I ask you something, uh, Tony? Right. Um, yeah. I'm not trying to get any business. And no, we don't ask questions usually. But a bank at night's gonna be closed. I mean, you 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 you're not going to work because I gotta take you back. So you're dropping off to something, somebody, something like nah, that. No, no, no. I ain't dropping nothing now, but I'm picking something up. See what, see what I need you to do is just right here. I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna be in there probably like about 15 minutes. But when I come out, man, I need you to have a car running and we need to get out of there. Wait a minute. You you asking me to, to run you down to a bank at midnight and you picking something up at midnight and I got to be ready to go when you come out. Me and my boys, when we come out of there, just come, when we get in, when we get back in the back of the, the the limo, I need you to I need you to put the pedal down, man, and let's get out of there. Look here, young 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 brother. Well, how, how old are you, man? I'm 24. Yeah, that's what I figured. Look here, man. It sounds like you're in some kind of shady. I don't do that, brother. That that's hey, I, hold, I, hold, I, up, I hold up, hold up, hold up, man. Yo, you a driver, dog. Your job is to drive. If you pick somebody up, first of all, you ain't supposed to be asking nobody where they going, what they doing. Yo supposed to drive. So, so what I'm telling you is, man, once we come out the bank, drive, drive. Let me stop you. That's why I'm driving. Instead of working somewhere else driving, because I was ignorant like you at one time. Now, let me tell you something, but I don't know your business and really don't care at this point in time. I'm not doing no crazy like this here. Brother, let me tell you something, man. What you need to do is get your young into some type of training school or something to find yourself a job. You're going to go down there and gonna blow your brains out. Hey, 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 I ain't really trying to hear all this right here. What I'm trying to do is pay you this 150. You drive me where I'm trying to go and you bring me back to right my apartment. Brother, listen, you can't get right now. Not even no advice. You need to listen to me. That's what's wrong with you young now. Y'all crazy. Get rich right all overnight type Boy, you need to slow down because they got some You feel me? They got hey, some man, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. Hold on. What you know? You don't know nothing. You don't know I me don't at all. I need to know you, brother. How you going to be preaching to me, dog? Because I've been there, man. That's why I'm driving a limo. Because I've been there. Young brother, I'm trying to keep you from going there. Because you won't like it. Look at Tony, I don't know what to tell you at this point. First of all, I'm not doing it. So you can cut that out. Okay? Now I'm thinking of you and all the other young brothers that do this dumb You watch too many of them movies or something. Brother, you need to get your straight. Because they got a place for you. Bro, let me tell you something. They read my mouth, I read it. Anything my mama told me, they didn't want me to know they cut it out. Do you feel me? They looked at me every night when they wanted to. Fed me garbage that I had to eat or die. You ain't ready for that, man. You ain't ready for what the think he got your name. You brothers don't know what's going on out here. You got it too easy. See? Now you're talking about going down there robbing the bank. You ain't no bank robber. You don't sound like no thug or with a limo. 
The way you go, you ain't making nothing because they will blow your young away about their paper. You don't understand that. And you so ain't ready for no jail. Can I say one more thing to you? Yeah, what is it? All I wanted to do is tell you this, that I'm nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. And your boy Cardell got me to prank phone call you. I don't give a who you are. If you around with them folks downtown, they're going to blow you. They're going to give you 100 years under the jail. Did you, you, did, you, did, you, did you just hear what I just said, though? What, you said somebody, well, my partner, you know, I, I heard. No, 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 no. I said I'm nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your boy, the other, another driver, Cordell, got me to prank phone call you. Nephew Tommy. <laughs> oh, you mean Steve Harvey on the radio? <laughs> no, man, no, 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 this is... Are you serious, man? Hey, Cecil, your boy Cordell got me to prank phone call you, man. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. Man, you lit my fire, man. Don't you know that? I'm in my fight mode. Fight power. He said, be careful. He said, big Cecil, he been he been down there. He done, done some time. Yeah, been there. Been there. All right, man. Calm down, baby. Calm down, man. I got one more question to ask you, man. What's the baddest radio show in the land? <laughs> I won't say nephew Tommy, but Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, two days after the election, we still don't have a clear winner here. Ooh. But, hey, listen, keep hope alive. That's all we can say is keep hope alive. Uh, this most is, major, This huh? is pretty much atypical of 2020, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's very true. I mean, wow. Yeah, that's right very true. It's just most been a major, year. Mm-hmm. Major news agencies were reporting that Joe Biden had 253 of the 270 electoral votes needed to win compared to Donald Trump's 213. Biden is leading in two states uh, still in play, Arizona, with 11 electoral votes and Nevada with six. If Biden wins both states, he'll have the 270 electoral votes needed to make him president. Fox News projected that Biden had won Arizona on election night, giving him 264 electoral votes. Trump was out of sight on uh, yesterday, except for his omnipresence on Twitter, where he continued to make false claims about the election, leading Twitter to flag his tweets for potentially false and misleading statements. Biden spoke publicly, stopping short of declaring victory. Take a listen. I'm not here to declare that we've won, but I am here to report when the count is finished, we believe we will be the winners. Period. Okay. Yeah. All right. Confidence. I love it. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, yeah. I really just want this to hear up and be old because I, I don't put nothing past these people, exactly. man. Exactly. He's same. already called the governor of Pennsylvania, I mean Georgia, he's already called the governor of Arizona. All his, mm-hmm. he done called Trump, all of Trump, them, cussing Trump, them out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He trying to figure out what they can do. That's right. That's right. Meanwhile, uh, in Detroit, election challengers and Trump supporters showed up as Detroit poll workers counted absentee ballots chanting this. Take a listen. And that was wow. where, Shirley? <laughs> that was Michigan? in Detroit. That was in Stop. Detroit. Okay. Hey, let me explain something to you. Don't go down there. 
Okay. <laughs> Be careful. Messing around. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just. You. You gonna let your little protest take you somewhere that right. your ass can't handle? <laughs> careful. Go down there to Detroit. Talking about stop anything. As also, much we've been asking y'all to stop for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Right. Also Hello. in Detroit, Steve. Stop uh, the count. Stop shooting us. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. All right, and also in Detroit, this guy, he just kept it 100, Steve. We love Come him. On. Take a listen. They've been saying that before now. We just need to be persistent to make sure our voice and our voice gets counted because as goes Detroit, will be done so. And I will say the black vote in Detroit is higher than it's ever been, and we will determine the outcome because we've gone from picking cotton to picking presidents. Come on, Detroit. <laughs> Yeah, uh -oh. that's that damn Detroit. I told y'all. See, I've been talking about Detroit for years, man. One of my favorite cities to ever go to and perform. I got love for Detroit, man. I'm sitting yeah. in the football stands as a cutout at the Lions game. You know, yeah. dog. I, I, yeah. ain't, ain't nobody deny that I love Detroit. Fox Theater, Joe Louis Arena, Cobalt. I'd have uh -huh. been to all the. All the auto shows, uh, Sweet Georgia Browns, mm -hmm. Breakfast House. Oh, man, you know, boy, stop. City Slickers, Broadway, <laughs> Anthenium Hotel. Seldom Blue, boy. Seldom. Boy, oh, Seldom oh, Blue. Remember that? Oh, yes. yes I couldn't eat. think of that. Uh -huh. but, but wait now, in Arizona, Trump supporters uh, showed up and they were chanting, count those votes. Okay, also the Trump campaign is filing lawsuits. Wait, sorry, wait, Shirley. Make uh -huh. up your mind. You uh, I know. Count? I okay. Stop oh, the stop. count. <laughs> yeah. Stop the count. They were saying, count stop the, the count. Vote. <laughs> count <laughs> the <laughs> votes. And then count what the votes, doing? right? So, okay, so the Trump campaign is filing lawsuits over uncounted ballots in Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Plus, Trump sent a letter out to his supporters stating, just like I predicted, the left-wing mob is trying to steal this election. The letter went on to say, I'm asking my fiercest and most loyal defenders like you to fight back. What? What? That's that's insightful, you know? Yo ass. That's a battle dog. cry. That's a battle cry. It's Stop voting. It. Yeah. You can't interfere with the count. You can't interfere. You're not supposed to interfere with the election. It's called voter suppression. Mm -hmm. We've never been guilty of voter suppression. Nope. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Nope. We've been victims of voter suppression. All the See, time. it's amazing, man, when something happens to them. Mm -hmm. Yes. How their, their reaction is amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised by any of this, but I would like to offer some advice. Okay. To Trump supporters? To Trump the supporters. Okay. Listen <laughs> the to bullies. me. Yes. Sugar, honey, iced tea <laughs> happens. Yes. And um. it happens all the time mm -hmm. to us. Now, when it happens to you, it's okay. Drink it. Breathe <laughs> it. See, listen yeah. to me. You gotta sit up. Just, just deal be with patient it. Yeah. and deal with it. Mm -hmm. It's only four years. <laughs> Listen wow. to me. You can we come did four hundred. <laughs> you can you. do four. That's a yeah. It's okay. Four years. Yeah. We did four hundred years of it. You mm -hmm. can do four, but mm -hmm. I understand when it's never happened to you before. But it's okay. It's just a vote. It's just the presidency. Mm -hmm. It's all this really means, and I know what you've really been irritating you. 
there could be a black woman in the White House, <laughs> which is probably worse for a lot of you than a black All man right, Steve. in the White House. <laughs> Phone calls after this, 877-29-STEVE. Call us. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, so last break we were talking about how confused Trump supporters are. Uh, one minute they're talking about stop the count, but then they show up at other places chanting count every vote. Make up your minds. Whatever uh, works for us. That's yeah. What <laughs> right. Meanwhile, protesters in Minneapolis, Oregon, and New York called on election officials to count every vote. And Steve, l- l- let's just get to it. Are, are you ready to talk to the people? Let's mm. go. All right. <laughs> if you have a question or a comment, call us 877-29-STEVE. Let's go to line one and talk to Calvin out of Jacksonville. Calvin. Hey, Calvin. Florida. Steve Harvey, man. Hey. What's going on, baby? Uh, not much, Steve. Good morning, Steve. Caller Shirley, nephew Tommy, Jr. I listen to you guys every day. And uh, I'm just sitting Appreciate here waiting you. on these results to come in. And hopefully, you know, we all hope and pray that it'll be Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and we'll make history in that point. But mm-hmm. the biggest thing that I, I, I listen to you a lot, Steve, when you talk about, you know, the power of the black vote and things of that nature. And a lot of people like to talk about when President Obama and Joe Biden was in office, and a lot of black people say they really didn't do anything for the black people. And the message that I get from you all the time is they need to know the power of that vote, and they need to understand the midterm elections. So I don't want if if Joe Biden and Kamala end up winning this election, can you continue to preach that message so they understand the power of the midterm elections and what that can do to support Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you what wow. else. Like there's two runoffs in uh, Georgia. Looks like uh, Purdue and Ascoff and uh, Warnick and this other person it's so close in georgia it's going to be two runoffs january 5th we're already laying the groundwork for what we're going to do on this show i've already put in a call uh to one of my frat brothers that's on a competitive station but we don't look at it that way because we got a mission me and ricky smiley and dl hughley have teamed up so we're going to push people to the polls so we can get that midterm election going because i think now this is what I think, bro. I think that black people saw the power of their vote at work. This was a bigger turnout in Detroit than any other election. And guess what? They flipped the script. Philly could flip the script. Atlanta has got them booty screws in this dude <laughs> really? because really? they scared. And yeah, I'm going to just say it again. The phrase and of the day. Philly got them booty screws <laughs> in the whole Republican Stupid. Party because they down there in Philly and Atlanta. Just like Detroit, we finna show them something. Just like Dallas and Houston put the booty <laughs> screws and damn near turn the red state blue. 877 More of your phone calls right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Yeah. All right, Steve. Let's go to the phone. (laughs) Say my name. Say my name. Joe Biden. Kamala Harris. Yeah. (laughs) Say my name. Say my name. Donald Trump been to take a long walk. 
All right, I'm ready. I'm sorry. I'd like to say Trey's name. Trey is on line two out of Philly. Oh, if you want to talk yeah. to Steve, 877-29-STEVE. Hey, Trey, Trey from Philly. What's yes. up, man? Talk to me. Good morning. Good morning, Steve and the crew. Let me tell you something, my brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate how you deliver this thing to the masses out here. Listen, the sleeping giant has now woken up. Come on, boy. Mm. We decided. Here's the deal. Bam. We, we call it giving them the business. Mm-hmm. Now, we have yeah. to choose between the lesser two evils, okay? Yeah. okay. We understand hey, Joe Biden because he's close in Delaware. You know, we, we right. know what he did with black people and the brothers' incarceration. Yeah. Got all that. What needs to happen now is the roll call. These folks that get elected, there is no conscious actual apparatus that says how people voted. See, they go into the polls and the underscore, the Senate and the House. We don't have their record to say how these people voted. Mm-hmm. So while the rap, while we change this dynamic and now the focus on the election, let's continue to educate people how to now review to right. see who to put in the, who to put in office. Mm-hmm. The second thing I want to tell you is, you know, in my suggestion is these young brothers out here. We not standing for the nonsense no more. There's no more of that. Yes, Come ma'am. On. We just we we're not standing for it no more. You know, they bring in that, you know, that cowboy and Indian thing. These young brothers out here, we you know, they kill each other over some nonsense. But when it comes to push comes to shove, they ready for this thing that's getting ready to pop off. Believe mm. me. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah. You know, I go back to uh, Cecil B. Moore. Um, you know, who's a really defiant lawyer and really great advocate for social rights. You know, what we have here, and I'm for all people. All people's lives matter. But I'm a brother who's seen people get shot down on the street. You know, we just had a brother around the corner from me, 27, you know, who got shot down for uh, mental, you know, this mental disability, right. oh, you know, shot oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, our, our consciousness as a people you know, and just as the people loving each other and, and understanding that goes further than this electoral process. Half of us don't know about the electoral college, that we were considered three-fourths of a man. We don't yeah. know that, yeah. you know? And so this educational process, as we go through it, needs to be sustained. So now, as you go right. through, you know, and, and put some pieces together, I highly recommend not just the older generation, but these young Turks in elementary school, in high school, that they understand how voting impacts their lives. I'm blessed that I had brother Dave Richardson, late Dave Richardson, when I was in high school. This brother was six foot three. He looked like a chub rock. <laughs> and when this cat spoke, <laughs> he understood. He explained it to us. And that's the position that when you're in media, to be able to educate the masses right. you know, slowly. Yeah, see, see, man, what we're doing here now is, you said something really relevant. You said the sleeping giant has awakened. And see, now, through the visual of television and social media, black people in Detroit saw themselves change and affect an entire election. The people in Philly right now are sitting on pins and needles because guess what? Philly is in the it's in the scope of changing the election. 
brothers and sisters in Atlanta is sitting here with the with the ability to see themselves affecting an election and everybody tight about it. What we are going to move forward do is to move this over to the midterm so we can show their power. And I'm going to tell you something else I'm going to stop doing. I'm going to stop letting these rich-ass black people uh, come up and just say what they want to say and get away with it. You're not going to keep mm. doing that. Huh. I'm voting for Trump because I'm worrying about your money. It ain't your damn money we need to worry about. We need to worry about our people's money that get affected by these punk-ass right. policies that these people putting down. Can't about your rich ass paying some more taxes. Prank gonna phone call coming up for you right too. after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> All right, listen. <laughs> We got a lot going on this morning. We're talking about the election. We're 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 talking to people on the phone. Donald, we're doing it all. Uh-huh. It's getting tight. Let's go. You got some more calls? Or uh-huh. You... It's mm-hmm. time for the prank calls. Yeah, but it's oh, time I'm for sorry. the prank. My we got bad. some more calls. Yeah. All right. Coming up at the top of the hour, about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, nothing he does is enough. We'll get into that. But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nev? Ooh, this one right here. This for my daddy, y'all. All-time favorite. Can I have your kidney? Can I have your kidney? Daddy, oh, if you're listening, man. man. This one for you, baby. Yeah. Hello. Uh, hello, I'm trying to reach uh, Brother Conley. This is Conley. Uh, how you doing, brother? This is Deacon Patterson calling from the church. How you doing today? Uh, Deacon Patterson? Yeah. Just doing fine, and yourself, sir. I'm doing good, doing good. You know, the church is behind you on what you're going through, and we we praying for you, man. We know all about the, you know, you going uh, into surgery on Friday to get your to get your pancreas removed. So I wanted to give you a call, man, have a word of prayer, and let you know that we all are, are pulling for you, and we know that, that the man upstairs is going to pull you through this successfully. Well, God bless and keep you uh, there, Deacon. God bless and keep you, because I tell you, I'm going through something here. Me and my wife, we've been talking about it, and uh, we've been praying on it, and it sure is a wonderful thing to, to know that your church is with you and, and y'all thinking about me in prayer. I've, I've, I've really had to take this, this to the Lord. I, this is a serious thing with me, and uh, I ain't never had an operation before in my life, and right, I know right. I need it. My wife right. made it clear. The doctor made it clear, and I believe I'm ready to go forward, Deacon. And we're going to give the victory to who the victory, the victory is. Victory to the Lord. Yes, sir. He's, he's the victory. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me let me have a word of prayer with you, brother Conley, if you don't mind. Uh, just bow your head for me, Father God. We ask right now. We yes, ask sir. right now that you touch brother Conley as he goes in on Friday. Please, Lord, put your hands on him. We ask, Father, that you hold on to the doctor that's getting ready to go and put surgery on him. Yes. Sir. We ask that you make sure that the doctor has got a, a strong eye hmm. on that morning. Walk with him. We ask that, that, that he got a steady hand when he got the scalpel in his hand. We ask that you hold on to him, please, as yes. he goes into a surgery, because we know come Saturday morning, <laughs> the victory going to belong to Brother Conley and the Lord. Thank you, Lord. We know all of this, but we, we, we ask that you take that pancreas and you remove it out successfully, please. close him back up like it was never been entered in before. Walk with me, Jesus. That's what we ask, and we ask you, Lord, at the same time, Yes. That they're removing this pancreas, Lord. We ask that you reach around his backside. And we ask that you touch his kidney, Lord. Touch his kidney and make it whole. Make it 110%. We want you to make that, that kidney like it's been the best kidney Excuse ever me, Deacon. 
Deacon. That's Deacon. Deacon Woot Pat Deacon Patterson. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, yes, sir. I ain't, they, no, sir. There, there's nothing wrong with my kidney, Deacon. I'm doing, I'm doing fine. The Lord has, Lord has done made it. Well, He's gonna work on my pancreas. That's what the doctors operating on. They done oh, prepped oh. me for it, and that's what they plan to remove. So, uh, really? they, my kidney is fine. They did what they called on them MRIs, and everything else is fine. They ain't working on nothing but my pancreas, sir. Right, right, right. Well, well let, right, let, let, me, let me say, I'm glad you brought that up because this, 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 this wasn't the reason why I called you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, of course, I did call to pray for you. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, because yeah, I want to make sure that, that 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 you make it through this successfully. But one another, another reason why I'm getting around to this here is uh, what I want to ask you, and I know we we you know we've never met face to face. I've seen you a couple of times, like I said, at the church, but you've been out most of the time uh, with, your, with your sickness and, and whatnot. But mm-hmm. now, what what I was going to ask you was, yeah. It, 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 and I know this is, I hate to come at you in the final hour when you're getting ready to go have surgery and all that. But if, if you don't mind, if if you could see it in your heart to, to, to see to do something for somebody else. Yes, sir. Uh, that's, that's the Lord's will. You're always supposed to help those who can't. Right, right. But, and I'm glad you, you think like that. Mm-hmm. Now, when they go in on Friday morning and and remove that pancreas out, do do you think, that 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 they could go in and and get one of your kidneys because I need one. Hold hold on just a minute, Deacon. I, what yeah. you say? What what you say? See 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 what else? See, I've been going through myself with a, a little ailment, and 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 I'm wondering if, if if I need a kidney, and I'm wondering if you can give me one of yours when they go in to get your pancreas. They gonna already have you open. Did you say you wanted them to take one of my kidneys? Yeah, and give it to me because I need one. You need a kidney. Yeah. What, 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 I mean, you already going to be laying there open. Wait a minute, mister. You need a kidney. I need help with my pancreas. You going to call me with some <laughs> like that, man? This ain't no work of the Lord. Now, you say, are you a deacon? Yeah, yeah uh, uh, like I said, Deacon Patterson, my name. But see, what I'm asking you is, what, no, what you harm is it? No, you me, man. Bro- Brother Conley, what harm is it if you already open and laying on the table? Oh, you ain't heard a damn thing I said, have you? I said, I'll be, man, you crazy as hell. Now, what I'm going to have to do, I'm going to need to call the pastor. Because, see, it's a going on here. You say you knew? You man a damn new, mister. Matter of fact, you too damn new to know who you're talking to. What, what, what I'm saying is you have two two like you said, you say they did the MRI. And you're I don't to- give a what I said they did, man. I got two kidneys, you got two. One of yours bad, that's your problem, mister. Let me tell you something. I'm trying to get well, and you calling with this You say you a new deacon. You damn sure is. And you won't be at that church long. I tell you that because if I ever get close to your sister, we got some reckoning to do. What is it going to hurt for you to give me one of them kidneys if both them, if both them kidneys is good? It ain't going to hurt them because you ain't getting my kidney, man. It ain't going to hurt what, what is wrong with you? Say, man, all I'm saying is if you're going to be open and laying on the table, what is it going to hurt for I you to no, give me one? Oh, now you're going to tell me I'm open and laying on the damn table. What kind of a prayer are you in charge of, mister? Let me tell you something. Obviously, I need to meet you before I get to the hospital. And maybe I can help take out that damn bad kidney of yours. I can tell you that. We it out. You won't feel a damn thing. How about that? I'll be damned if you're going to call and talk me out of one of my damn kidneys, man. I'm trying to live just like you trying to. Let the Lord take care of me because what you're talking about ain't got a damn thing to do with Jesus. You can kiss my and get off my phone. That's what you can do. Can I say one more thing to you? What? Is you listening to me? Man. I done listen to you, and you ain't talking about nothing. That's got nothing to do with what's going on with me, mister. You running a game? If I could get to you, I'd put lead in your m- 
But can I just say one more thing and then I'm gonna let you go? Is you listening? For what? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your daughter. Oh Lord, have that girl. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Jesus. <laughs> hey, you all right? Brother Conley. Man, man, you done made me use language that I swear I don't know, but I heard my neighbors them using that. I done stopped a long time ago talking that way. Please forgive me. Lord have mercy. I, woo. Y'all, I'm going to have to. Lord have mercy. My heart is palpating here. Lord have mercy, Jesus. This, this ain't me. This ain't me. And you, i tell you what. And I, I, I enjoy Steve Harvey and nephew Tommy. I do. Brother Conley, I got to ask you one more thing, man. What is the baddest, I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? It's got to be. It's got to be y'all. <laughs> it's got to be y'all. Hell, I don't even remember the name of it now. The Steve Harvey Morning <laughs> The Steve Harvey Morning Show. Lord <laughs> help us. I ain't going to forget it now. <laughs> I love him. It's got to be y'all. Uh-huh. <laughs> Keep it stupid, baby. Man. Nephew oh, Tommy do. Friends live at the Uptown Comedy Club. Uh, that will be next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All right, next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Uptown Comedy Corner. Nephew Tommy and Friends, get your tickets. They on sale right now. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, my people, I know how we do it. 4 o'clock p.m. Yeah, I know you like that. 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. on Sunday. In and out, back home, almost before the street lights come on. And hopefully we'll know who the president is by then, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to help. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully, yes. My ass walk in that room. Oh, <laughs> ah, come coming on, up baby. next, Strawberry Letter. Nothing he does is enough is the subject. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Yeah, hey. All right. One more time. <laughs> Let me sing it by myself. I said, if you only knew. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, it's time now, uh, Steve. Thank you for today's Strawberry Thank you for that. <laughs> Wonderful introduction. Uh, today's Strawberry Letter, it is time for that. If you need advice on relationships, dating, work, parenting, sex, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buggle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, nothing he does is enough. Dear Stephen Shirley, I need your advice on how to move past being hurt by my husband. My husband cheated on me several years ago, and although I love him deeply, I haven't been able to move past the cheating. The most hurtful part is that he waited till our 20th anniversary to start having an affair, and it lasted a very long time. I was not blind to the fact that he could have been cheating, but I always thought he wasn't the type to do that. I was very embarrassed by it because my whole community knew about it. So did a lot of my friends and family members, and they didn't say anything to me about it. I could have been angry with all of them, too, but I understood when they said they did not want to be involved or they didn't want to be messy. It took some time for my husband to admit everything to me, and it took me an even longer time to let him come back home. I do believe he's a changed man, and he will do anything to keep me happy. 
all of the attention he gives me and all of the gifts he showers me with aren't enough to heal my heart. All I can think about is him spending time with this woman and taking her on trips and making love to her. I failed to mention that he only confessed because he ended up giving me a sexually transmitted infection that he got. That he, yeah, that he got from his mistress. Um, Now my family thinks I'm crazy for staying with him and reliving what he did over and over again. But I'd be even crazier without him. Uh, Nothing he does is enough to make me forget the affair. Do you think I can ever regain trust in him and our marriage can get back to normal? Um, You know, that's a tough one. You know, some marriages, a lot of marriages survive after affairs and things like this, but a lot of them don't. And most of the ones that do survive are the ones where the woman is cheated on. Usually the man will not take a woman back after uh, a man has been cheated on. And and I'm really sorry that he cheated on you. And um, I can say this, you know, you, you, you talk about can you regain the trust and can your marriage get back to normal. Um, if you allow yourself to forgive him, uh, you can start to heal. Uh, that's, that's hard as well. That's very, very hard. But um, you got to start the process somehow, sometime, some way. You got to forget about what your family says, forget about what everyone else says. The question is, what do you want? What do you really want? It's like you want him there. You don't want him to be without him. You say you love him deeply. You'd be crazy without him. But then you keep replaying the scenario of him making love to another woman in your mind. Now, it's hard to have them both ways. Either you're going to forgive him and, and try and let it go and move on in this relationship. But right now, you don't know. I, I think you're emotional. You say you still love him. I believe you do. But um, just because you still love a person, it doesn't mean you have to stay with them. It doesn't mean that. Um, he did this to you. He broke the trust. He brought home an STI uh the worst, okay? He was reckless. He lied. He spoiled your 20th anniversary. That's a lot to deal with. It's a whole lot. I'm surprised you're still there. I'm surprised you're still there. But the fact that you're still there means that you do want to continue in this marriage. I say to you, maybe you could get seek some professional counseling, some professional help, and uh, see if you can get rid of those images. You know, talk it out, talk it out. But you got to figure out what you want. I mean, you you have to figure that out. This is about your healing. You're getting those images out of your head, getting your groove back, getting back to, you know, your self-love and all of that. I I think you're still angry. Um, What he's doing is trying to fix it. I mean, it's a Band-Aid at this point to you. I mean, you know, I think he's just sorry that he got caught. I think you should stop making this about him. Make it about you so you can move on. Forgive him so you can move on. Steve? Um, you know, uh, it's 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 so many components in this letter mm-hmm. that I don't really know which one of your problems to adjust, because you have so many in here. The number one problem with this letter is, to me, y'all got way too many people in your business. Now it's not that any of them have. I know the particulars or surely know the particulars about what they're saying to you. But first of all, the whole community knew. Then uh, relatives and friends knew. Then they didn't want to tell you because they didn't want to be messy. 
It's just all these damn people know. See, it's hard to heal when everybody, but you okay? Yeah. How you doing today? Then you said at one point in the letter, they all think I'm crazy for staying. How did they all know all this damn information? Now, look, I'm not saying this guy is not guilty because, of course, he is Mm -hmm. on so many levels. But when I come back, I want to explain something to you, sister. You're killing yourself. You're killing yourself. And I want to tell you about a very slick trick that the devil uses to make sure you never heal. All right, Steve, we'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Nothing he does is enough. Be right back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on, let's get to this letter, part two, uh, the strawberry letter for today. This subject, nothing he does is enough. This is a woman who had a husband who cheated on her uh, several years ago. And she loves the man dearly, but she ain't been able to move past the cheating. Uh, Now, there's a lot of pressure on this woman because somehow the whole community knew about it. Mm -hmm. And her family and friend members, they knew about it, but they didn't tell her because they said they didn't want to be messy. Uh, Then it took some time for her husband to admit to her that he was doing that, but the only reason he had to admit to it was because he gave this woman a sexually transmitted disease. Now, this is years ago, so she believes he's a changed man and he'll do anything to make me happy. All of this here, and that he showers you with gifts and takes care of your heart, but ain't none of this, none of this enough to heal my heart, because all she can think about is him spending time with this woman, taking her on trips and making love to her. All right, my family, again, thinks that I'm crazy for staying with him and reliving what he did over and over, but I'd be even crazier without him. Mm. (laughs) Nothing he does is enough to make me forget the affair. Do you think I can ever regain trust in him and our marriage and get back to normal? We have a problem with this entire letter. There is no jokes in this letter. This is serious. So, uh, you know, I, I can be ignorant sometimes, but I'm really trying to say something to you. Sometimes? Yeah, just sometimes, sure. <laughs> mm. We have a major problem here because out of all this stuff you said, well, I'll tell you what, let me walk you down through it. First of all, you can't get over it because the whole community knew and so did a few of your friends and family members, and they ain't say nothing to you about it because you got angry with them, but they said they didn't want to be messy. All right, cool. That's similar to having social media deal with your problems. That's similar to what celebrities go through when they have a, a breakup and it gets out in the public because it's kind of hard to heal yourself when you got all these outside factors having an opinion because some days you can be having a good day trying to move past and, and then here comes somebody. Girl, you all right? <laughs> you know, right. damn, I was right. fine, man. <laughs> I was having a good day. So you're faced with that. That's a huge part of this. Now, you said that you do believe he's a changed man and he'll do anything to keep you happy. 
He gives you all the attention you want, all the gifts, and it ain't enough to heal my heart. Because the subject of your letter is nothing he does is enough. And you say it again later on in the letter. Okay, so now what can he do? What can he do? He can't do anything because you said nothing he does can heal your heart. At one point in time, you have to make a decision to move past what it is you've gotten past. Here is the problem. You got a lot of people in your marriage. I'm not at liberty to tell you what to do, but I can tell you what I see. Listen to me. You say your life would be horrible without this man, but you won't let it be okay with the man. Now, you, this is a decision you got to make up. You said your life will be horrible without this man, but you won't allow it to be okay with the man. Sometimes, and I'm not making excuses, when men mess up <clears throat> and they get busted, and they end up going through some things, sometimes you get a better man out of the deal because he learned his lesson. I'm not making excuses. He never should have did it in the first place. I got it. It hurt you. I'm understanding of all that. But sometimes you get a better version of the man afterwards because maybe he realized something he had forgotten after 20 years of marriage, how much I love and appreciate this woman. And, man, I'm finna lose her. I'm tripping. And he gets it right. Now, the fact that nothing he does can heal your heart. Now, now we're talking about you now. Either you're going to move on. Bishop Jake said, you can't drive your car looking in the rearview mirror. Bishop Jake says, forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. You can't keep drinking the poison, waiting on him to die. But then you can't live without this man. Now, I don't know nothing about counseling because I ain't never been. But you got to get something and work through the decision that you have to make. You don't want to, you'll be miserable living without this man, but you won't allow yourself to be happy living with him. See, listen to me. Whatever happened a few years ago, I don't know if you realize it or not, but you've actually survived it. Whatever he did to you a few years ago, I want you to understand something. You've actually survived it. The STI. You survived the STI. You survived the cheating. You're here. Now, if you are going to stay back there dealing with what you survived, you cannot move forward. That's a tough thing. And it's easier said than done. But I'm just telling you, sister, that's where you at. You may have a better man, and the devil has a cold trick, man. It's called replays and reliving. The devil always replays what went wrong to us. He got a highlight reel of what went wrong, which don't allow us to see what went right. Thank you. We'll take your phone calls after this. In Jesus' name. 877-29-STEVE. Amen. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, we back. Uh, we back, everybody. Hey, uh, we've been sitting here waiting on this election information. The and it's just the same thing. Tommy, mm-hmm. what the hell <laughs> is going on Why we can't get no new information? Uh, look, I work at the at the booth in, uh, in Arizona. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all can quit calling down here wondering what's taking us so long. 
Okay, we when we we gonna get to y'all when we get to y'all. I'm not changing my schedule. I'm not coming in no early, and I'm I'm getting off at the time I've been getting off. Ain't uh, just cause y'all focusing on us. I'm just telling you right now. I'm not fixing to move no yeah. faster. Now when okay. I get in there Thursday morning about 9:30, 10, we're gonna start counting these votes. Until then, don't be worrying me about it. I got to get my coffee. I got to get my Danish. I'm not finna sit there and let y'all worry me about these votes. It's it's can six electoral votes in Arizona. Y'all got other stuff y'all can do. Call it's y'all. eleven. Quit, it's but, eleven. Quit worrying me about when we He's gonna get all y'all that standing outside. I don't give a damn about y'all. <laughs> so move out the doorway so I can get to work and do what I'm gonna do. But it's not gonna start till I get my coffee, and I mean can that. I ask the poll worker a question, please. Go ahead. Yeah, what, 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 what is it? Well, I was just saying because of your hours, you know, we are on the East Coast. Is there any right. way that you would consider going in earlier because y'all so I'm going to get up when I've been getting up. I'm not getting up because you up already and you want to know something. <laughs> that ain't how this works. He said, because you ought to know well, so. <laughs> well, what do you think? What, what's your feel? I, I mean, I know you have an opinion. Well, who do you think's winning so far? It looks, it, I it don't looks... know who winning. All I do is get them over there and run them through the machine. <laughs> All right? I'm the flattener. I flatten them out. Somebody else run. It's a process. I am the flattener. That's what I do. I flatten the papers out so they can get ready to go on to the next day so they can go through the doggone machine. Until then, quit worrying me and tell Trump don't call here no damn more. We don't know yet. Lord. I see a lot of people have been tripping trying to figure out what's going on and we we have a poll worker here yeah, yeah, we know people. Yeah. Uh, you have uh-huh. one last quick question, Carla. Yes, uh, excuse me, poll worker. Would you please consider what? maybe <laughs> working through your lunch break and not taking a lunch today? Why am just... I not going to take my lunch break? My lunch break is an hour and 15 minutes. Why would I what? stop doing that for y'all? I don't even know y'all. <laughs> And once I tell y'all, what, 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 once we get through, y'all not going to fool with me no more. Y'all going to wait like everybody is. I'm going to stop and go to McDonald's and get me something to eat, and I'll be back. <laughs> well, can you kind of hurry up? We need to know before the day is over, at least. Hey, hey man, All get right, the Carla, fish sandwich, dog. Carla's reality <laughs> update coming up next, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Tommy. It's that time. Introduce our girl. Then we're going to go to the phone. Come on, Lana. She is here. Come on, Philly. Come on, Atlanta. Come on, Philly. Show their ass. Black Lives Matter now, don't they? Voting. Come on, Lana. Yeah. Yeah. Mashes. The booty screws is in in Atlanta and Philly. Go ahead, Carla. I'm sorry. Really? After that? Reality update. Let's go, Carla. Thank you, Steve and nephew Tommy. All right, quickly, let's get to it. We got a lot to do with this break. All right, Real Housewives of Potomac, Giselle and Robin met up with Karen for tea. She spilled a little tea. They were saying to Karen that Wendy told Giselle that Karen was drunk when she admitted to financially helping her husband you know, with his tax problems. So, Mm. and she said she wanted her money back. Well, Karen was like, whatever, she's a soldier for her husband. I didn't even understand that. That's her husband. She's supposed to help him. Anyway, we all know that Karen has beef with Wendy. And speaking of Wendy, 
Boo, we know you got four degrees. You ain't got to say it in every scene that you got four degrees. We know you got a PhD. We know. Ain't nobody hating, but you ain't got to stunt every scene. You got to say you got four degrees. You're smart. You're beautiful. We love you, Wendy. Anyway, Ashley is planning a girl's trip getaway. She's not bringing the baby. And the ladies are all invited except for Monique. They are going to Portugal. And Monique has filed countersuit assault charges against Candace because you know Candace wow. filed charges on her mm-hmm. for the big mm-hmm. fight. And then finally Real Housewives of Beverly Hills it's over for Erica Jane she's 49 years old and her husband Tom Girardi he is mm. 81 years old. They wow. have filed wow. for a divorce. They've been married 21 years. So there you have it. That is reality update. Hit me Carla. up at Lips by Carla on the gram and Twitter. Yes nephew. What's about? What about that new show? What new show? Oh, the real what's going on in the White House? That show. Oh, what's going on in the White House? I tell you what's going on in the White House. This the reality <laughs> update I want to share on. with you. Atlanta <laughs> and Philly got them booty screws. <laughs> and the White House, there you is, go. They whole wrecked them. The center <laughs> really? part. I'm talking about where it's, where it's real dark and hot. And and it's a little wet. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I've been waiting on this. You're over the edge, I've been begging people to vote. I'm I'm over the edge. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. How's I'm over the edge? Do you hear yourself? All this sugar honey iced tea we done had to take. I'm (laughs) over the edge. I've been over the edge. Don't. Push me, cause I'm close <laughs> to the edge. I'm mm. trying yeah. not to lose my. Come on now, I've been uh-huh. at the edge. Uh-huh. This ain't nothing for me. I'm, I'm just watching. I'm watching us. Yes. Affect change in this country like they've never seen it. Oh, see, you can call it the uh, what they call them districts of. Uh, Urban, they got another word they oh, use too. Uh, urban uh-huh. community, uh-huh. inner city. What are you uh, trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All them is code words for black. Yeah, uh-huh. right, uh-huh. right. Uh-huh. For sure. uh-huh. Inner city. See, <laughs> see so uh, you ain't got to be politically correct with us. The black folks yeah. is voting in Philly, and the yeah. black folks is voting in Atlanta, and yeah. them black folks showed they natural ass in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So now. Since you would not admit Mm -hmm. and pay any credence to the Black Lives Matter movement, we've Mm -hmm. now had to prove to you that we are a movement Mm -hmm. and our lives do matter because these very lives that you discounted Mm -hmm. now have to be counted. See, you can't discount a vote. We showing up. Mm -hmm. It's it's go time, y'all. WDAS 105.3. Buddhist this crew. 1075. 97.5. More of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after the hour. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, (laughs) All right, Steve, come on. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. I'm uh, Steve Narber with Fox News. We are here. We have a poll observer in Fulton County, Atlanta, Georgia, 
right now. We're going in with a special report. Hello, poll observer for the Republican Party. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, this is me. This is Dusty Dixon. How you doing? Good, good. Can you give us a report? What's taking so long down there in Fulton County? What is it? What what? Well, there's a lot of. I mean, they they they're unloading all of these ballots, and they're they, they don't. I'm watching them, and they they're counting them, and it's just it just ain't looking good. I I, I know what we want, but it. <laughs> I mean, it's one, two, three, four, five, Biden, and then there's one for Trump, and then there's one, two, three, four, five, six for Biden, and then one. Two Are you for kidding Trump. me? We there's just... got to be more hopeful news that you're going to bring to us here on Fox News. All I can tell you is it ain't looking good. What do you want me to say? It ain't well, you're the observer good. down there. Tell us something. Well, all the votes are coming in, and all of them are from Democratic places, and it just. <sighs> I, it just ain't looking good. I mean, well, I, what are I, you I, observing, though? Aren't you doing your job? My job is to watch. Now, I got, I'm got. i watching the people that's doing the flattening, and I'm watching the people that's sticking them through the machine. More of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to the phone, Steve. Let's go All to right. line two and talk to Melinda from my hometown, Chicago. Hey, Melinda. Hi. What's going hey, on? y'all. <laughs> 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 All right, Steve, you know, I voted for Biden for sure. But you know what I want to know? With y'all being men, I would think these white Republicans will have more guts and more dignity for themselves. But I think they should take their and make earrings out of them. Because that was... <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, well, okay. Well, See, you have to understand something, Melinda. Good morning, Melinda. See, you're dealing with a group of people who who don't come from a background of oppression. And so they don't understand what it is. So Mm -hmm. the moment that they get faced with a critical amount of adversity and you can't revert back to your original way of thinking, and this is not all Republicans, if you can't go back to how they originally got America, or you can't revert back to how they originally built America, then they don't know what to do. You know, so you can't get no more free labor because slavery's over, and you can't take nothing else f- from the Native Americans because you done took it all. So now they they kind of stuck, and it they, it don't look good. They, it's not a good look. Thank you for calling, though, baby. Line Sorry. three. Thank you, Melinda. Let's go to line three and talk to but Camden. But Demi Rings uh, would be nice, not though. Anyway. <laughs> talk to Bridget out of Camden, New Jersey, Steve. Hey, Bridget. Hey, hi, Mr. Steve Harvey. Hey, Bridget, go ahead. What's on your mind, darling? Good morning. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad I got you the first time in Camden, New Jersey. Camden is in the house. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> sir, I, I want to uh, admire you. Uh, what you're doing on WDAS all over the world, and Shirley, the whole crew, pumping up everybody to vote. You've done a fantastic job. Yes. Thank you. And Bridget, thank you. Y'all showed up, Bridget. Let me tell you something. New York shut it down right quick. He already knew he wasn't going to win New York. That ain't going to happen. New York came in there and shut it down. But it got real funky, though, when Detroit made they stand. Now, today, as we sit here live, the two cities right now, 
is Philly and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we clowning. Yeah, we, we implored our listeners to vote. They responded. I could not be more proud of the black vote turnout for all those haters for the Black Lives Movement and you discounted us. You're now <laughs> having to count us. And it's us. Make no mistake about it. This us. Coming up, <laughs> coming up, this some closing us. remarks from the one and only Steve All Harvey. Us. 49 minutes after. Right Here after this. Vote. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Wow. Our last break of the day. Here we are. You know something, Shirley? Ooh, we this still is going to be my first closing remark mm-hmm. in months where mm-hmm. I have not pleaded with Talked people to vote. Yeah, that's true. So right? this is going to give me great pleasure to do this one right here. So let me get it started. Okay. You know, um, this right here has been a learning lesson and a teaching moment. First of all, I want to talk directly to my people, black people. Uncle Steve wants to say something to you. I could not be more proud of the way you have responded in this election, win, lose, or draw. Because I am telling you something. You are looking at something that is shocking. You are currently watching something that's happening right before our eyes at a very pivotal moment. On the backs of COVID, And in the midst of Black Lives Matter, teaching and learning lessons are going down. First of all, to all the black people who thought your vote didn't count, are you watching? Are you paying close attention right now, even to this day at this very moment? To ever say again that your vote doesn't count it's the biggest lie you can tell yourself and the, and the biggest unjust moment you can give to your ancestors and to us as a people. Because let me tell you something. This is a teaching moment and a learning lesson. And like that brother said in Detroit, we went from picking cotton to picking presidents. You don't know what we have done this election on so many levels but they are watching now. And this is a teaching and a learning moment for us moving forward that we have the power to affect change in this country. Michigan was gone to the president by 300,000 votes until they got down there to Wayne County. Until they got down there in Detroit and Lansing and they started having, having to count us. And it's been ironic that in three of these places right now, the last votes that they're counting because they put us on the back burner is the one that's making the determining factor. And you can call it urban or in-city or all this. They're talking about black folks. You better understand that. So now, here we are at this moment in history where we are about to have the ability to correct the mistake. Now, however it go, they come up with something at the end. Do you all understand what we've done? And they all pay attention. Now, let's move on forward. This is also a learning lesson and a teaching moment for the White House. This is a learning and a teaching moment for the Senate. 
I watched this president discount Black Lives Matter. He never made a word to try to make us feel better about the death of Aubrey, George Floyd, about Breonna Taylor. He never sent his Department of Justice to go and do what the Department of Justice was supposed to do for us. Not one time. I want to cuss right there, but I caught myself. Not one time. So guess what? Now that you set up in here and Black Lives Matter has been discounted. Now you all have to sit and watch our votes as they get counted. See, you can discount Black Lives Matter if you want to in verbiage, but now you're watching these Black Lives votes get counted. And it's a sickening feeling for them, how they never paid attention to us, how they never tried to get us. It was them now. Here's the other teaching moment for that man up in the White House. I don't really care if he gets it or understands it. I don't care. He's incapable of it anyway, so it doesn't really matter to me. I just want to say this. You know the reason you're struggling in Detroit, why you're struggling in Philly right now, why you're struggling in Georgia with Atlanta? Because you didn't think we was worth it. Because cause you ain't paid no attention to us. Because you ain't never paid attention to us. You ain't never cared about us. Well, see, now we know that. And we showing out. I got news for you. You know why you're struggling in Arizona? Because of the hateful way you treated McCain when he was living. Do you know why you're struggling in Arizona? Because of your wall. Do you know why you're struggling? Because you, you pardoned that racist sheriff over there. In, in, in Arizona that was mistreating all of the Mexican men and women over there and children. That's why you struggling in Arizona. Cause you pardoned that sheriff that was just stopping Mexicans on the street, harassing them for no damn reason. That's why you struggling in Arizona. See, your evil deeds is coming back, man. You dealing with them today. I don't care how you feel about what I'm saying. I wanna say to my people, black people, Uncle Steve proud of y'all showed up and you mattering. Do you understand that we could win Georgia? Do you understand that we may win Pennsylvania cause of Philly and because of Atlanta? Do you know why we won Michigan? Cause of damn Detroit. That's why, that's why black lives don't matter. Okay, you sit there and watch them count these votes. And with 50,000 left in Atlanta and we're only 18 behind, uh uh-oh. If we get 36 of the 50, you have a problem. Those are my closing remarks. Nice to win it today. Thank you. I'm proud of black people. Man. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 